That was a close one, Charlie. Why are we always seconds away from disaster? And who knew that peppermint made such a lovely snapping sound? Snap, 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 snap. I'm going to make it my ringtone for my comms. Snap, snap, it doesn't bother snap, you snap, that snap, we seem to always come so snap, close to facing snap, our mortality? Snap, snap. I tend to think of mortality as more of a construct, kind of like time. So you think you're going to live forever or mm-hmm. you think there's something that happens after death? I mean, I don't know. I always pictured myself traveling through the cosmos in a ship forever. Maybe I would be enjoying a fancy meal in my pajamas as I stared out and pondered the meaning behind everything contained in my viewpoint. Wow. That's deep. I'm I'm impressed. Well, then again, that may just be something I saw in an ancient Earth movie. Yep. Yeah. That's the Charlie I know. All I know is that for now, we averted another catastrophe, saved numerous lives once again, and... I'm hungry. I just want to sit back and enjoy some carryout for the Buttermilky Way Cafe. How did you get that? We didn't have time to order. <sighs> Man, I was really looking forward to trying some of those falafels. Remember when I excused myself to go to the restroom? I really went to the bar and ordered takeout. But how could you have known things weren't not going to go as planned? Well, I didn't. I plan on this being my second breakfast. Oh, for once, I actually envy your nearly bottomless GI tract. Thank you. You don't think I forgot about you, do you? Here. What's this? You you ordered falafels for me? Of course! I know you stay too focused on our work to ever think about enjoying food for yourself. Well, thanks, man. That means a lot. Here's to this crazy job we got ourselves into. Cheers. (coughs) I think Dr. Gaslight may have exaggerated his chef skills. He should stick to identifying rare stones. I mean, his cooking shares the taste of rocks. It's usually pretty good. Maybe it has to be fresh. I definitely think he paid off someone for his tri-solar mercurial rating. We'll try it again in person, but Mm. remind me not to order the Turkish Delight. I hear you volunteer to work in the kitchen for free after eating that one. Good thing I always have a backup snack. Backup snack? Backup snack. Yes, you plan, I snack. Want to try some space station gummy stars? Sure. And it looks like we have some time left on this stretch of the journey. You you want to listen to another surrender bite? I don't have one on the ship, do you? Well, I found one on the clasp to the bag of spearmints Dr. Gaslight had. This one should be interesting. How convenient. And that's how the human body can hug the world over two and a half times. You just have to... Lay out our blood vessels end to end. I'm no rocket surgeon, but I don't think you could survive that. Oh, my. And we're back, broadcasting from our studio on the pale blue dot we call Earth. We've got a great short for you today. That's right, Charlie. Today we're discussing that oh-so-close celestial body, the moon. Oh! Now, the Chinese-American author, Ding Ming Dao, said the moon does not fight. It attacks no one. It does not worry. It does not try to crush others. It keeps to its course, but by its very nature, it gently influences. What other body could pull an entire ocean from shore to shore? 
The moon is faithful to its nature and its power is never diminished. Now, I actually found a definition for the moon. Oh, did you? It is the natural satellite of the earth, visible by reflected light from the sun. Well, that's interesting. So did we actually land on said moon? Yes. Mm-hmm. Some people choose to believe conspiracy theories rather than scientific facts. The we didn't go to the moon side of the argument makes some interesting, albeit unfounded points. The photos are fuzzy and look photoshopped before that was a thing. Okay. Actually, people claim NASA quite literally cut and pasted images together. Also, if you notice the crosshairs of the camera, they're rotated in some photos and those photos are rotated to keep the lunar horizon horizontal. You know what? I just realized where the word horizontal comes from. Horizon. Mm -hmm. Horizon. Yeah. Toll. Now, um, do you know three songs by Vertical Horizon? Oh, man. You're pulling my 90s. Wait, they were 90s. They were 2000s. They don't count. Okay. (laughs) Um, Uh, They were 90s. Were they? Yeah. Oh, this hurts. Oh, don't tell me. All right, tell me the first one. Okay. You're a God. It's in Bruce Almighty. Yeah. Also, Everything You Want. Everything You Want? Mm -hmm. Oh, he's everything you want. He's everything. Copyright. Copyright infringement. We can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) It was less than three seconds. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, Best I Ever Had. Best I Ever Had. Yeah. I don't remember that one. That's up there. And I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm still here. Nope. Oh, okay. Was that a 90s? Yeah. Oh, man. Most of these were all late 90s. I'm losing my mind. Yeah. Back to the moon. I mean, that's that's me in the corner, and that's me in the spotlight. Okay, that's where I am. Okay, well, I'm just losing my religion over here. <laughs> now, some rocks in the photos have a C on them, and we're likely movie props. This is not the original image and likely only a hair or fiber that was mistakenly printed. So the whole C thing is another conspiracy, which yeah. starts with the C. Hmm. That might be a conspiracy in and of itself. You see what they did there? You're an ocean of knowledge. That doesn't count just because there's C in the way. Anyway, there are also several coincidental deaths and missing documents. Now, this was a huge race with the Soviet Union. I mean, not on the moon. No one died on the moon. That we know of. Did you ever see Apollo 17? Oh, yeah. The horror movie. The creepy horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. Based on a true story. (laughs) Just like uh, Leatherface and Ed Gain. Anywho, uh, the deaths were simply unfortunate coincidences during this whole Cold War thing. And the missing documents, that's fairly common, even in big governmental operations. Especially if it's if they're fairly unimportant documents. But I thought the government kept track of everything. Oh, sure they do, just like our tax returns. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we could do a whole episode on just these conspiracies or conspiracies in general, but we'll leave you with the fact that there are actually reflectors on the moon. Did you know about this? Mm-hmm. Uh, they So reflectors, you might not have noticed when you're driving on the road at night, uh, if you pass a sign, it only reflects light perfectly at a certain angle, just like a mirror. It has the angle of incidence, has to Uh, match the angle of reflection. Well, a reflector is made in such a way that it reflects light at any angle. So if you point a laser pointer at 90 degrees, or if you point a laser pointer at 127.3 degrees, it will direct light back at the laser pointer. So we put these on the moon when we landed to prove that we were there, and we have the exact coordinates. You can bounce a laser off of them, and it will come back. 
Don't you think it's crazy that they thought that in the future, like, there might be people that consider the moon landing to be conspiracy, so they put the reflectors there to prove them wrong? Forward thinking. Mm -hmm. But I do believe the Earth is flat. I mean, there's flat earthers around the globe. All the way around. Yep. Now, I, Yazawa, Japanese author, had said, but even when the moon looks like it's waning, it's actually never changing shape. Don't ever forget that. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. Now that we've established that we landed on the moon, we landed on the moon. We landed on the moon, guys. Yeah. Went to the moon in 1969, landed on it. Stepped foot on that sucker. Mm -hmm. Put a flag in it, called it America, and that's the end of the story. (laughs) Dude, oh, that's another conspiracy that the flag, like when they dropped it, it looked like it was blowing in the wind. Mm-hmm. Like a fan on the set, but it was yeah. just waving because it was wired so it would stay up. Exactly. So what are we going to do with this moon? Should we use it as a storage facility for nuclear waste? Yeah, probably not. You're right. The cost alone is enough to make a good argument against making the moon a radioactive trash dumpster fire. Not to mention we will very likely inhabit the moon at some point in the not-so-distant future. If the payload was delivered by simply dropping it on the surface, the impact would cause radioactive material to spread far wider than on Earth due to the lower gravity on the moon. Sounds like a good idea. Now, this also, if we were to, to store nuclear waste on the moon, it would probably cause a huge political upheaval. But what doesn't these days? Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> Sir, Politics. You, ju- you just offended me. Oh, I'm sorry. No, not good enough. Mm. Well, that's the end of the podcast. Yeah. All right. Well, Let's thanks go for to listening moon. to us. <laughs> Going to the moon. To the moon, Alice. <laughs> Don't forget uh, from our Realty in Space episode that the Outer Space Treaty of 1967 also bans countries from contaminating space or celestial bodies, e.g. the moon, and holds any country that does so liable for whatever damage they cause. I definitely read that as Outer Space Treaty. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good cartoon, uh, kid's cartoon. Outer space treaty. You're like, you thought that we were the smartest species on the planet. Mm-mm. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. It's the penguin. I mean, otter. It's the otter. <laughs> so the penguins want you to think. <laughs> Emperor, coincidence? <laughs> I think not. So if we're not going to treat it like a dumpster, what about a habitable zone? Perhaps a better question than will we live on the moon is why should we? The main benefits are technological and are based mostly in having a bird's or alien eye view of the Earth. There would be better weather pattern prediction, satellite communication, including improved GPS, better Earth mapping, and imagine painting the Mona Lisa while standing on the canvas. Mm, that'd be pretty difficult. You could do it. Take a while. I mean, you're going to get paint all over your feet. Yeah. I'd rather stand on something else. <laughs> Those are just the immediately obvious reasons that we will be definitely there will definitely be pros uh we have no idea what may come from living on the moon technologically speaking but space exploration just in general has already brought so much technology that we use in our such as our smartphone uh, as well as numerous medical advancements um another reason to explore a continuous outpost on the moon would be for resources there's almost definitely oxygen and water Locked up somewhere in moon rocks. Uh, Water, if you have not listened to our water episode, go back and check that one out. Uh, Oxygen, well, we can can pretty much, we've got oxygen down pretty well. Uh, Hydrogen 3 mining could also result in a cheap energy source. It's believed that that's kind of locked up in a lot of the moon rock. Everyone's talking about it. Yeah. H3, baby. (laughs) H3O. No, no, don't touch it. No, no. 
Those yeah. pesky emperor penguins every single time. At least it was Jeff. <laughs> so as far as technology can take us right now, we don't know if humans can live sustainably on the moon due to the decreased gravity, right? So because all we know about living out in space is from the International Space Station, we don't keep astronauts up there for more than a year because the microgravity or the lack of gravity does a lot of damage to the human body. Like we rely on gravity for a whole bunch of physiological properties in our own body and we don't even realize it. Like there's um, one, the deterioration of bones. Yeah. So like your body can uh, determine like the amount of bone growth necessary or like sustained calcium deposits in your bones based on the gravity in your environment, which is crazy because you, we didn't think that that was a thing that our bodies could do. But they can judge based on the environment around us like, oh, like we can take away calcium from here because they're not using their limbs as much because there's not as enough uh, gravitational force on the actual joints, right? It's like the, a real life version of Wally. Yeah. Wally. You may have experienced a little bit of bone deterioration. <laughs> Are we all going to turn into those people? <laughs> the big people floating around. Oh, God. Are those chairs are really person comfy forever. though? Yeah. <laughs> now, besides the moon itself... It could be a waypoint between the asteroid belt, which is potentially full of nearly limitless resources. And the current manufacturing and refining process that we utilize require at least some gravity, making the moon the perfect compromise between high-gravity Earth and near-zero-gravity asteroids. We would also be able to normalize new techniques in the constant gravity of the moon as compared to new gravity environments for each new asteroid. So considering all these monetary elements at play, all these different types of gravity and everything else... Living on the moon is a near definite, although probably not the lazy, taking all of you sci-fi vision most of us already have. It's going to be corporate. I want to lay back on the moon like on the beach. <laughs> Look at the stars and the earth. Anyway, uh, Shannon L. Alder, an author and therapist, said the moon will guide you through the night with her brightness, but she will always dwell in the darkness in order to be seen. It's deep. Poetic. So... Who will be in charge of all of this, or probably a better question, who will own it? America. Well, actually, we don't know. Yeah, probably. According to the Outer Space Treaty, or the Outer Space Treaty, as it's sometimes known. Um, Depending on whose side you are in the Great War. <laughs> <laughs> I chose the penguin. Um, there is, however, I don't know if you know this or not, a company known as Planetary Resources. They're already planning their mining strategy for asteroids and other planets. Now, this may evolve into staking a claim to ownership of celestial bodies in the future. Like, hey, we mine that. Can we have it? Mine? Mine? It's like a lunar gold rush. Yeah. Now, it's currently agreed to be banned by that Outer Space Treaty, but who knows? They might mine enough resources. Hmm. We personally think this will be the chain of events that leads to a corporation buying the moon. H3 is discovered as more abundant than previously thought. Water is also discovered in abundance. A corporation such as Planetary Resources will offer to pay for expenses for some sort of future considerations. The company will almost file bankruptcy, but will grow by leaps and bounds once it requests recompense for their previous investments. There's mm -hmm. companies like SpaceX... That's going to make it cheaper and cheaper in order to send resources out into space. I just want Jeff Bezos to show me how. For $28 million, <laughs> that seat could be yours. 
Uh, Then who knows, this company, possibly Planetary Resources, will begin buying other resources and a mega company that has never been seen historically will rise to power with unimaginable wealth. Are you invested in Planetary Resources? We should buy the uh, IP. (laughs) But, you know, who knows? We could just enjoy staring up at that piece of cheese in the sky until the world ends. Who knows? We kind of make this up as we go. Also, the moon's not made of cheese. I don't believe that. (laughs) Now, the American author Tahera Mafi said, The moon is a loyal companion. It never leaves. It's always there, watching steadfast, knowing us in our light and dark moments, changing forever as we do. Every day it's a different version of itself, sometimes weak and wan, sometimes strong and full of light. The moon understands what it means to be human, uncertain, alone, cratered by imperfections. But not made out of cheese. And that's our short. We hope you enjoyed it. Remember, we exist within the universe. And the universe exists within ourself. We're all the stuff of stars. So have a stellar day, everyone. And thanks for stopping by our corner of the cosmos. This has been the Mid-Flight Crisis Podcast. You can support important spaceship repairs and maintenance by subscribing to the Mid-Flight Crisis Patreon page. We'd love to hear your suggestions about the show and future topics, and we appreciate your support, ratings, and reviews. This endeavor isn't possible without amazing listeners like you. Thanks for sharing your space and time with us. We'll see you on our next adventure. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Drop us a line at intrepidtransfer at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.